Gamecock fans were taken by surprise when reports came out on Wednesday that Mario Anderson Jr. is expected to enter the transfer portal. What should we all make of it? We'll dive into that and more on today's Locked On Gamecocks. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and, as always, wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. It was a day of good news and bad news for South Carolina's football program and also South Carolina's men's basketball program. We've got a lot of different topics we're going to cover on this live edition of Lockdown Gamecocks. And for you audio listeners, don't worry. I'm going to have this posted very soon wherever you get your audio podcast as well. I do apologize for how late today's show is coming out, but I did not get home until about 3 a.m. in the morning last night driving back from uh, the men's basketball game between the Gamecocks and the Tigers. We'll be sure to dive into that later. But let's start off with arguably uh, the most surprising news that came out on Wednesday. As it was reported, I believe, by Pete Nakos of On3 Sports. Maybe Gamecocks Central for On3 Sports. Don't remember which one. But either way, it was reported that Mario Anderson Jr. is expected to enter the transfer portal. I emphasize the word expected there because as of the time of this recording... Mario Anderson Jr. has still not entered the portal, but it is fair to say or fair to assume that the more time passes on and nothing else is taking place, at least publicly speaking, then um, it's probably less likely that Mario Anderson Jr. is going to come back to South Carolina for the 2024 season. The reason that this is a surprise is... um, you could, you could point to a few different things. One, obviously, uh, Mario Anderson Jr., you know, it's another home state kid. You know, kid that played at Stratford High School, then went to Newberry College for his first few years, and then transferred to South Carolina. And it just seemed like that, you know, this one, you wouldn't have to worry about as much. Obviously, now, every offseason, you got to worry about trying to retain certain players on your roster. But at least with South Carolina kids, Gamecock fans, I think, would feel like that, you know, those are some guys that you really don't have to worry about as much. Especially a guy like Mario who was given the chance to play at this level at South Carolina. But for one reason or another, it does not appear to be the case. Um, In terms of my overall thoughts on this, I got a couple different things I want to address here. So, one... I don't think that this was the plan all along for Mario Anderson Jr. I think if this was indeed his plan, I don't think it would have taken this long for this to come out. And that leads me into a different point. Uh, Mario Anderson Jr. posted, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday morning that he had signed with Peterson Sports Agency. And that is an agency that basically deals with guys that I believe both are moving on to the NFL and also college athletes that are looking to sign NIL deals. What I think has happened here is certain guys have gotten into Mario Anderson Jr.'s ear. 
And I think that in a way, he is being basically told that he can go and test his market value in the transfer portal. And if anything, maybe he could get something better than what he would have gotten at South Carolina. Uh, How much do you want to believe that? I'll leave that up to you. But, you know, I I think that's what's happened. And I think a lot of fans would agree with that sentiment. Uh, Mario Anderson has also posted several times on social media in the past month or so. He does have a kid that is on the way. So you do have to imagine that that that's also something that is playing a factor in this uh, decision-making process for himself. So, again, I can totally understand if Gamecock fans are unhappy, maybe confused, obviously frustrated at this point, because now it looks like for the second year in a row, South Carolina is set to lose their starting running back, a guy that had been a big part of this offense the previous season. That leads me to the one thing that I do want to uh, defend Mario on. I see a lot of, well, let me rephrase. I haven't seen many, but I have seen some fans go on social media And I see now some people are trying to uh, revise Mario's 2023 season. What I mean by that is Mario had a few games where he had about a 70-plus yard run. One against Tennessee. I know he had one against Vanderbilt. And what's happened now recently is with the news that he is likely going to enter the portal, some fans have decided to go back and now try and take out those runs and basically make it out like Mario didn't do much of anything while he was here. Would I say Mario is a superstar running back? No, I would not. Is it also fair to say, though, that Mario didn't do a whole lot for South Carolina last year? No, it is not. Mario, if it wasn't for his emergence at the running back position last year, quite frankly, South Carolina wouldn't have had anything at that running back spot. We all saw what happened when D.K. Jordan was out there. And again, D.K. Jordan will forever be a Gamecock. This fan base loves him to death. I always preface these comments with that statement. But D.K., he did not bring a whole lot of dynamic ability at that running back spot. He, quite frankly, was forced to kind of go there because of the depth situation there. So that's not all on him. Juju McDowell, never going to be a a three-down back. Dontavious Braswell was a true freshman, and clearly it kind of hurt him a little bit that he did not get here until the summertime because uh, when he got tackled, uh, you knew it. The guy was pretty much off the ground every time he got tackled, at least running to the sideline especially. So Mario Anderson Jr. was a shot in the arm in terms of running the football. The offensive line also. I know some people like to point out how, you know, this offensive line could keep certain guys in the portal from coming here. Well, Mario made up for that last year in a lot of different ways. You know, if you're going to if you're going to pick out a couple 70 yarders in games that maybe didn't go that great from otherwise, then you also need to be fair and you need to look at the yards after contact that Mario Anderson Jr. got. So my point here is, don't be that fan that's going to go back now and act like that Mario did nothing last season because he might be leaving. Again, that doesn't mean you can't be unhappy about the fact he's leaving or maybe unhappy about the um, the reason why he's leaving, you know, how he might be leaving. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't be a revisionist historian when it comes to how Mario Anderson Jr. played on the football field this fall. That's not fair to him at all. So overall, I just think that this is a very fishy situation all around. I do. And I don't think it is really from Mario Anderson Jr.'s side of things. I think that it is from other people who, quite frankly, are giving him advice that um, I'll just say is questionable. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, Do I see Mario Anderson Jr. coming back to South Carolina? Again, as of this point in time, 
the more time goes on and we don't hear any more news about it, it seems a lot less likely that Mario Anderson Jr. will be back in Columbia. And that is unfortunate because um, Mario Anderson Jr. with a what I think will be a better offensive line next year, a quarterback that can truly run as a pure dual threat, um, and also more running back help as of this very moment. And, you know, you could get a guy like Daniel Hill added to this class. You could make the argument. Mario Anderson Jr., if he stays here, would have had a lot more help next year. The offensive line being better. The tight end room. Joshua Simon being the full-time starter. Maybe you get a guy like Tyler Neville from Harvard in there. One of the highest-rated blocking tight ends in all college football this past season. A lot of opportunity here. But again, that that's where I think that somebody's gotten in his ear and they have... Um, They've said something compelling enough that has caused a change in course in terms of uh, the decision-making process here. So I'm going to leave it there with the Mario Anderson Jr. conversation. But it wasn't all bad news for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks on Wednesday as it was also reported that the Gamecocks are going to be hosting one of the most talented running back prospects that has already officially entered the transfer portal in Raheem Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. What should we make of that news? We'll touch on that in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers on FanDuel can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that is $150 if you win on your bet. Sunday Night Football has got a really good matchup this coming weekend in the NFL as the Philadelphia Eagles are playing another big-time matchup, traveling on the road this time to take on their heated rivals and the Dallas Cowboys. The money line for the Eagles is set at plus 160, and the money line for the Cowboys is set at minus 190. If you ask me, I'd be putting money on the Eagles because, quite frankly, I don't think the Cowboys can win big games in the NFL. Just don't think they can. No, Dak Prescott's playing well. But I would be willing to bet the Eagles bounce back this weekend. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a really big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first watch on YouTube or your first listen wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. All right, let's quickly touch on Raheem Rocket Sanders. It was reported on Wednesday afternoon heading into the evening time that Rocket Sanders will be making an official visit to South Carolina this upcoming weekend. So what does that tell us? Well, that confirms to everybody pretty much that there is legitimate mutual interest here between Rocket Sanders and South Carolina. So I think it's a big deal for South Carolina that they're going to get the first crack here at trying to, you know, make their pitch to Rocket Sanders. And you have to imagine that Rocket Sanders, look, He's already been around the block before with his high school recruitment, so this time around, he'll be looking for a variety of different things. He's not going to maybe be wowed by just the facilities and whatnot. He's going to be looking at, you know, what kind of offense are y'all running? What's going to be around me? 
And again, I know that some people are going to point to the offensive line. Listen, I know that Sacramento's offensive line situation was not great in 2023. I think everybody can acknowledge that. But Arkansas's was arguably even worse. And heck, at least Dal Lawkins found a way to play call his way around what at times was very inconsistent offensive line play. Uh, Dan Enos couldn't coach his way off a wet paper bag in 2023. And that's a big reason why that Arkansas offense struggled a great deal. And that offensive line, I just don't think it fit the scheme very well. Dow Loggins has tangible proof that he knows how to cater his scheme around his star players. And last year, obviously, or last season, it was Spencer rather than Xavier Leggett. You have to imagine heading into 2024, it's going to change a little bit with a guy like the North Sellers now at quarterback. And you added a guy like Raheem Rocket Sanders, you know, your pitch can be, look, I was a part of that Arkansas offense. I know how Kendall Browse used you and why you were able to get over 1,400 yards. We've got a quarterback with a similar archetype compared to KJ Jefferson and Lenore Sellers. We've got tons of receiver talent that we could be bringing in. That might be something you have to convince him a little bit more of, having a more well-balanced offense. But he knows Dow Loggins from his time at Arkansas. He also knows current wide receivers coach Justin Stepp, who was his primary recruiter when he went to Fayetteville back in the 2021 recruiting cycle. So the Gamecocks have the connections here. The question here is, can they make a solid enough pitch to convince Rocket Sanders to come to Columbia? I would have to imagine that Rocket Sanders is not going to be one of those guys that just makes one visit and then calls off the recruiting process. If he does, that's a massive credit to the coaching staff. But I would have to believe that Rocket Sanders is going to take at least a couple different visits before he makes a final decision. So if you're South Carolina, you're looking to set a very, very high bar whenever he gets to Columbia this weekend. So big deal here if you're getting Rocket Sanders on campus right after he just announced he's entering the portal and you know the fact that you're the first school. So you'll be the school that he thinks of the most throughout this entire recruiting process. And just to go back to Mario Anderson Jr. one real quickly, let's not make this a conversation of, well, if they get Rocket Sanders, Mario Anderson Jr., it doesn't matter anymore. Let's not have the conversation turn to that. Because, again, if if Mario Anderson Jr. is gone, let's just go ahead and say, look, he gave everything he had while he was here in 2023. He played quite admirably considering the circumstances. And then just move on. That's my advice I can give y'all regarding that. But, again, Rocket Sanders, first team All-SEC selection in 2022, and I know last season did not go his way or Arkansas's way really in any facet, but we all know what Rocket Sanders brings to the football field. And Gamecock fans, you know, and the players and team, they saw it personally up and up close uh, in 2022 when South Carolina took on Arkansas in week two of that season. So big time visit news right there, and it'll be interesting to see what the feedback is coming out of that visit early on next week. Now, South Carolina, there was a bunch of hoops action on Wednesday night. The women's team took on Morgan State from the MEAC, and the men's team made their first true road trip up to Clemson to take on their arch rivals in the Tigers. Not going to talk a whole lot about the women's basketball team because, uh, let's just be honest, they were their usual selves on Wednesday night against the Bears. But for Lamont Paris and his squad, unfortunately, it did not end on a positive note. We'll touch on that game and what the difference was in that contest in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. 
Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is great because it is really simple and easy to play. For those of you who have not used Prize Picks yet, all you got to do when you sign up is pick anywhere from two to six athletes from a variety of different sports and or teams, and then you get a projected stat line from Prize Picks, say, you know, 163 yards exactly. And you just have to say whether or not they're going to go more than or less than that projected stat line. So I got two picks for y'all this week. The New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers are set to take the field later this evening on Thursday night football. And I think it's going to be an absolute rock fight. I don't think both quarterbacks are going to play very well here. I think Bailey Zappi is going to throw for less than 163.5 passing yards for the Patriots. And I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to throw for less than 183.5 passing yards for the Steelers. If you agree with my picks, or maybe you want to check out some other games and players, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for your first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash college and promo code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Lamont Paris and the South Carolina Gamecocks, they had their chances. On Wednesday night, they had a golden opportunity to get what would have been by far their biggest win of the season to date on the road against their arch rivals, nonetheless, and the number 24 ranked Clemson Tigers. But unfortunately, uh, things just fell apart in the second half. I believe around the 15 minute mark, the Gamecocks had an 11 point lead. They were up 44 to 33, and it kind of seemed like that South Carolina was just one decent scoring run away from possibly putting the game out of reach because up to that point, Admittedly, it had been a pretty solid back-and-forth affair, but Clemson had struggled to convert on their opportunities offensively. The Gamecocks were playing good defense. That was a big reason why that was the case. But in the final 15 minutes, the entire game just went sideways for Lamont Paris and his squad because the Gamecocks, uh, they, they just couldn't shoot the ball very well. You go back and look at the box score, Michi Johnson was the only guy really last night that shot the ball efficiently from the floor. I believe that BJ Mack was like 3 of 13 from the field, scored maybe around 10 points, but a lot of that was due to his free throw shots that he got. Uh, Miles Studi just had another, you know, unfortunately bad outing, you know, just could not hit the hoop at all. And then a guy like Jacoby Wright, who typically is a very reliable sixth or seventh man off the bench. He didn't score a point. At least he didn't score a basket. He was 0 for 5 from the field. So the simple way of putting it when it comes to this loss is that Michi Johnson had to dang near be Superman for South Carolina, offensively speaking, and his shooting was what kept him in this basketball game. At the same time, you go to the defensive end, and South Carolina, sure, they had some lapses, you know, especially in the paint. They had a couple breakdowns in the second half that led to P.J. Hall and Ian Shifflin getting some uh, really good shot opportunities right around the basket area. But really and truthfully, Clemson, they just started to make a lot more shots. A Chauncey Wiggins for them, I know, had a career-high 15 points, hit a couple big-time three-pointers. Uh, Joe Girard, who, credit to Michi Johnson, he kept him in check for pretty much the entire ball game. He had a one- or two-minute stretch where he did a couple of contested shots. Clemson just started finding the hoop a lot more. In South Carolina, they just went cold at the wrong time. And then even late in the game, a few minutes to go, they still got some open shots. And they got to the free throw line several times. But Carolina just could not convert. 
And that's what really lost them the game. Offensive rebounds that Ian Shifflin got for the Clemson Tigers. I said going into this game, I was worried about rebounding. And I have to give the Gamecocks credit. They really held strong in that department for the majority of the contest. But again, when it mattered the most, the Tigers, they got enough rebounds to where it helped them ice that game. And you could kind of tell, if you watched Lamont Paris' post-game press conference, you could kind of just see it with the way he was talking and sort of through his facial expression, although Lamont usually is pretty even keel, you could tell that he was a touch dejected by this loss, that he really felt like that, you know, the team kind of let this one get away, that they had their chance to win this game. Um, And I know that some national guys and gals have been giving South Carolina credit for keeping this one close and really bringing the fight to Clemson. Because again, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, this is a very good Clemson men's basketball team. They went into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama head-to-head. They're undefeated right now. They were ranked for a reason coming into this game. Nearly made it to the NCAA tournament last year. And they've got a lot of veterans. P.J. Hall's been there for like five, six years, it feels like, at this point. So South Carolina, you can take some sauce in the fact that, look, you know, you had your chance to win this game. But as Lamont sort of told uh, one of the reporters when asked about, you know, if he takes more sauce in the fact that it was close or not, he said, we came here to win a game. We came here to win a game, and they weren't able to get it done. So, obviously, I know that this one stings for Gamecock fans, especially because of the fact that it happened against Clemson. But I I would still say you can take some good things from this game. If ju- if you can just get some more offensive output from one or two guys, because Michi, look, Michi Johnson's shown at this point, at, at, he is a guy that every single opponent the rest of the season is going to have to worry about, okay? Doesn't matter who you got on your team, Clemson is going to probably be in the NCAA tournament this year. They could not stop Michi Johnson, okay? BJ Mack had an off night. That is where you got to have a third guy that can show up enough to where... If one of those two guys just is having an off night shooting the basketball, it gets offset. And that just did not happen for South Carolina on Wednesday night. Again, Miles Studi, you know, I think it's fair to say right now, he's definitely in a bit of a slump. You know, every point or basket that he is getting, it seems like he's having to just absolutely fight and scrap to earn right now. Um, And I'm sure he's not used to that, you know, especially a guy like him that can shoot the lights out when he is on, especially from behind the three-point line. And then Jacoby Wright, again, you know, typically, Wright is a very valuable sixth man off the bench offensively. He's got some moves and a mid-range game in his offensive arsenal, but it just wasn't falling for him on Wednesday night. So I think that it's fair to say that, you know, look, you, you got to give some credit to Clemson because they did make some plays late in that game, and South Carolina just didn't. But at the same time, you dang near won that game, and you had a very off night from multiple guys that usually play better than what they than how they played on Wednesday. So... If you're Lamont Paris in this team, look, you got a road game coming against East Carolina. What you have to now try to prevent is letting that loss become two losses. You cannot let the emotions of last night's game carry over into Saturday afternoon's game. Because East Carolina, I have not looked at them too much yet, but I have heard that that is a solid team right now based on their record. They've won a few games in a row, so they've got some momentum coming into that game. And hey, South Carolina lost to East Carolina last year in non-conference play. Now they got to go play them at their place. So you know that that place is going to be packed. They're going to be rocking. They're going to try to bring it to South Carolina. And they're going to have confidence that they can do it as well. I think South Carolina can take care of business without having looked at their stats yet. As long as they don't let the um, emotional mental letdown from Wednesday night carry over into the weekend. 
So that's my overall thoughts on the men's basketball team and their first loss of the season from Wednesday night against Clemson. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are your thoughts on Mario Anderson Jr. entering the portal? What are your thoughts on the reports that Rocket Sanders will be visiting Columbia this weekend? And what are your thoughts on the men's basketball team's loss to Clemson on Wednesday night? And what they could take away from that game moving forward? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube. Or you could shoot me a direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. And as far as a Friday show is concerned, y'all... Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, probably not going to come out at the usual time that I tried to have it come out, which is 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and early in the morning on your audio podcast apps. I think we're going to try to have a guest on and we're going to talk about some of the guys that are going to be coming into Columbia on visits this weekend and sort of maybe rank them, see which guys Southcom would love to land by the time this weekend has concluded. So I think that's going to be the plan for Friday. So be on the lookout for that. But I will be sure to let y'all know through my socials and on YouTube. Again, thank y'all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.